What's new at Cold Wax Academy? There are some important changes as 2024 gets underway. The big news is that Rebecca and Jerry have restructured their membership program, and now you can join on a month-to-month basis with full streaming access to all features of the program. This means lots more flexibility for you. You can try the program out for a short time or take a break when you need it. Live sessions will continue twice a month along with favorites like painting clinics, critiques, and guests. Some new and exciting plans are also in the works. So make 2024 your year to discover the excitement of working with Cold Wax, or if you are already a member, to go even deeper into your painting practice. For more information and to start your membership, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about questions for the new year. Happy New Year and welcome to 2024. It's the time of year when many of us make resolutions and set goals. We've talked about goals and plans at the start of the year in previous podcasts, but in this episode, we would like to recognize that sometimes having questions about what lies ahead is just as important. The nature of creative work means focusing on what we don't know as much or more than what we do know. Most goals and resolutions are based on a logical evaluation of what we want to accomplish, and there's nothing wrong with that. But today we're going to talk about the importance of generating questions as much as we do goals and resolutions. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So the the whole thing about resolutions, um, some people love them. Some people hate the whole idea. A lot of us are somewhere in the middle with this kind of general idea that we we ought to be taking stock of where we are, what we want to improve on, and what we want to accomplish in the coming year, and that leads to these sorts of goals and resolutions. And basically, most of these are are practical, like you want to get better at something, or you want to accomplish something in your career, maybe a financial goal, something like that, or maybe in your personal life, you want to improve something. And all of these involve logical steps, like how do I get there? What do I need to do? What's my plan? How am I going to make this happen? And and artists have a lot of goals and resolutions like that, or they can, and that involve this kind of planning, logical thinking, um, having to do with scheduling or your finances or connections, plans, all kinds of things. Um, and you might, in that realm, you might have things like, I resolve to have more studio time, so how do I do that? Or I want to have a solo show this year, so what steps do I need to take to, for that to happen? And that kind of things. Um, I want to increase my sales. How do I? How do I do that? Or even for your own work, um, you know, I want to improve my compositions. Where do I start with that? And so, you know, all that is is potentially important, and and it is motivating for a lot of people to make plans and set goals and figure out how they're going to get um, get there. Um, something just kind of comes with the new year. You get this energy and sense of possibility, and. There's a lot of stuff written about this for general goal setting and resolutions in the media, you know, how to set it up so you take small steps and all these kinds of things. There's plenty of advice out there. Um, But um, what I want to talk about today 
is that when we have those kind of um, goals, we base a lot of them on assumptions about what seems best or what's the right thing to do. But in fact, if we don't look at that closely, it may not, those things that we focus on and choose may not be the best things for us uh, to be doing. And we may simply not know what the best things for us to, to do are. Um, as artists, we really have a lot of independency, a lot of autonomy. You really are setting your own course in so many ways as you, as you, you know, live the life of an artist. And a big part of that is knowing what's right for you personally as an individual. And also leaving plenty of room for what's unexpected and, and exploring things that you haven't even thought about. Uh, so what I was thinking about is that behind any practical goal or resolution that you're going for, you can find a question about why. Like, why is this important to you? Where's that motivation going to come from? And I think it's interesting to go to that little bit deeper level and see what you discover. And you might find that you have a very clear reason for wanting this goal or this resolution, or you might not. It might be pretty murky. And if it's pretty murky, it's probably not going to work for you. <laughs> um, sometimes these ideas of something that you want to accomplish or you want to do come from somewhere kind of outside yourself. It's some kind of feeling of obligation or maybe what you think other people expect of you or some kind of inadequate feeling in yourself um, that you want to correct. And there's this sense of like, I should do this, that word I should, I should do this, um, whatever it is. And and maybe that's maybe that feels like a good thing. Like if I do this, I'm going to gain more control over my art life and my creativity. But I, I'm just thinking that unless you really feel that and you have a reason, an emotional inner reason for doing something, um, you end up pursuing something that isn't really you. And, and that means it's just not going to be very motivating. I mean, we all humans resist things that don't feel quite right, you know, and, and I think often these kinds of resolutions fall into that category in some way, even though you may logically think, yes, I need to do this thing. So I'm going to give you some examples about that. Um, and um, it's just that if you if you can ask yourself some some questions about what these goals are, and not just accepting things that really might come from just wanting some kind of validation. Oh, yes, this is what artists do. So this is what I have to resolve to do. And um, that may not actually mean anything to you personally. So um, what are some of these questions that I'm thinking about? Um, a few examples, and, and these are just examples. If, if you use these or you have your own questions and you don't really know the answer, well, that's fine. But not knowing might be a little red light that, you know, a warning sign, maybe this isn't something I want to be doing. Um, so the first one I thought of is when you think of an art career and an art career involves just, uh, various, um, things like having exhibits, making sales, um, participating in, you know, art things in your art community and group shows and all kinds of things that 
just seemed to indicate, oh, yes, you are a real artist, you do all these things. Um, and I'm just suggesting take a look at what those things are in your life and what they actually mean to you. Because there are artists that are very sincere and wonderful artists that don't participate in these things, that never sell their work. Maybe they have a show now and then. They have some other way of dealing with the world and the art world and getting their work out there. But it's not the tried and true route that we often think of. So um, if you look at these things that are acceptable as you have to do this to be a real artist <laughs> uh, and ask yourself, well, what does what do they mean to me? Maybe they mean a lot. I mean, they really, truly, that's what you want to do. But maybe they don't mean as much. And along with thinking about whether, you know, which things are important to you, um, think about are you ready for those things? And and so sometimes people might make a goal or resolution. I mentioned, you know, earlier on, I want to have a solo show this year. And maybe inside somewhere you think, I'm not really ready for a solo show. <laughs> um, but it seems like something I should do at this point, you know. And I think that's the kind of soul searching, if you will, that that helps because you don't want to set goals that just don't align with, you know, where you're at, what you're what you're really feeling. Um another one is we uh it's generally accepted in the art world that you you go through a time of education, of mentorship, of studying other artists, this sort of time honored pathway to grow as an artist. But if if you don't have an honest urge to do this and your heart isn't in it and you're pushing yourself, sometimes we do have to push ourselves a little. I'm not saying that. But if you just feel like that's not really where I want to be spending my time, I think that's okay. But But to recognize that maybe it isn't the right time for you to get involved in um, what other people think of what you're doing or what other people have done before you um, or are doing right now. And it kind of gets down to me as a feeling of, is this going to be helpful to me right now? Or is this going to sort of throw me off track? And not just accepting, oh, this is what we do all the time at every stage of our lives. We're taking in all this information. Um, sometimes it might be too much. And and so just recognizing that and, and just questioning yourself, is this, is this going to work for me? And if you are going to pursue something like uh, workshops, mentorship, any of these things, asking yourself, okay, it feels like I really want to do this. What is it about it that I think is going to help me? Um, and you don't have to be specific because you don't really know how it's going to help you. <laughs> That's one of the wonderful things about education is that you're going to encounter a lot of different things. But in a broad sense, um, you know, are you hoping to expand your ideas? Are you hoping to um, become more focused, uh, whatever it is? And, and to kind of go into it with some idea of what, what it might mean to you and why you want to do it. Yeah, and I, I think that I'd I'd like to add that um as as I grow older, uh when I was when I was younger and I, I think that uh I mean we've been doing this podcast for, for what, five years now? Um yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So so like I mean I it just kind of in our lives we've we've really gone through a lot of uh 
a lot of change over the last few years. Um, and I, when I was younger, I, I really embraced this um, kind of more conventional mindset about setting goals um, and the importance of setting goals and, and maybe not so much resolutions, but, but uh, having, having benchmarks, you know, in a, a five-year and a 10-year plan. And yeah. as I grow older, I, I, I think that um, I'm more forgiving of the the kind of meandering path that I've taken in life, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I'm thinking more that the those kind of those those milestones and and looking out. I mean, maybe there's still tremendous value in that, and I don't want to discount that completely. But it's I I think that a lot of times, um, you know, life takes us on on a a somewhat unconventional route, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I I don't mm-hmm. think that we need to have we need to be making progress and we need to be reaching for things always. I think that that's super good and healthy and important. Um, but I, I just, I just don't think that, uh, having this, uh, this kind of prescriptive, you know, plan for the next 10 years is, is maybe all that useful. Um, because things have gone just so far off of, of the plan at this point. And it, I mean, it's like, is that, was that plan even, even worth setting in the first place? Is it worth setting a plan now? And honestly, I don't know the answer to that. Right. Um, well, you don't know what you don't know. And, that, you know, I think, especially, you know, in any career path, and I'm going to use that in terms of an art career, but there there are certain milestones or steps, you know, that people say, oh, well, that's, that's the next thing. That's what you need to go for. And questioning that and seeing, well, Okay, well, maybe I accept that, but how am I going to get there? Maybe I don't know the steps to get there. That's okay, you know? Uh, or maybe that goal isn't really who I am. And and I think what you said is so interesting, like looking back, um, progress is being made, things are growing and changing. But five or ten years ago, you couldn't have set that out and followed those steps. <laughs> and that's where I think this whole idea of setting resolutions, um, it falls apart. You know, as soon as something goes a little off track, people say, oh, well, that's, you know, maybe they're going to follow it, but then they let go of the underlying reason why they might have wanted the resolution. And the actual way that it plays out could be really different. And I guess that kind of attitude is helpful. If you if you set too many rules for yourself and you say, well, I have to do this because it's on my plan, then some doors are going to close for you, and you're not going to see you know a good way forward. Well, and there are plenty um, of people who who do kind of follow a a very standard path, you know, and they they do kind of mm-hmm. do the next thing that you're supposed to do, and it works out for them. Um, I haven't right. experienced that. Like that's not how my life has gone. Well, right, and you we know? don't want to and... discount anybody who does that. I mean, it right. absolutely can work, and it maybe it depends on your personality and the the kind of you know um, thing that you're doing in life. If it's, I mean, art or a lot of entrepreneurial things are not really you can't really prescribe them well, very what, well. What happens when you do everything right and it still goes wrong? You know, like well, I, yeah. <laughs> then, then yeah, like, what then good is you, your plan? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then you look at it. You say, well, why did I spend time trying to do that when maybe I could have been a little bit more open-minded and something else would have come to me? Um, so, 
I don't think there's an easy answer here. I think, I think every time I see these, all this stuff about making resolutions, I am one of those kind of skeptical people. And I think, oh, I don't really want to do that, except in a really broad way, a way that's going to be flexible enough that, um, you know, I can, I can roll with it. <laughs> but a lot of times they are these really specific things. Um, I got a few more um, examples of things that come up for, for artists quite a bit that are these sort of things that, oh, well, if you're a real artist, you're going to do this. <laughs> and therefore, it's a, you know, it's prescriptive. It's part of the path that you're supposed to, or you feel like, might feel like you should accept uh, going forward. Let's take a quick break to see what deals are available at Blick. Right now, Blick has a lot of paint on sale. Uh, there's deals with uh, Windsor & Newton, uh, they're gambling, uh, Utrecht, Utrecht seems to have, I think maybe the best deals on paint right now. Uh, there's Utrecht artist oils up to 65% off and Utrecht has been carefully handcrafting their artist oil colors in its Brooklyn, New York facility since 1949. These fine oil colors are prized by professional artists around the world for their brilliant color, buttery texture, outstanding light fastness and excellent long-term performance. High pigment concentrations guarantee superior tinting strength and remarkable vibrance straight from the tube. A wide range of single pigment colors produces excellent mixing results. So to take advantage of the tremendous deals right now going on at Blick, uh, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That brings you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate a very generous 10% to the Messy Studio Podcast. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. All right, let's get back into it. Okay, so um, yeah, I was talking about some of the things that uh, artists might set as resolutions for the coming year that are kind of based on well, what I should be doing, what, what artists do, you know, and, and about how it's good to just take a look at that. How does it fit you personally? And another one that I thought of was um, one of the shoulds in the art world, I guess, is that you should be, you should be open to critique, okay? Um, so asking yourself, well, how do I really feel right now in my, in my work about feedback and critique? Um, it may not be what you want right now, and if you aren't ready for it, maybe your work is in a big transition right now or you're just you know, really not feeling very happy about it, the best time to get critique is when you have some strong ideas. It's not when you're totally floundering. So if you're totally floundering, um, critique or feedback can simply be confusing, actually. Um, if, uh, or you may be at the other end of things. Like you're really strong in what you're doing, excited, you have a clear idea, and in that moment... Um, feedback and critique may not actually serve you. It might be distracting or you just sort of don't want to hear it because you've got your own plan. Um, and I'm just saying that in general, resolving to seek out critique and feedback is very individually dependent on where you are when you're, when you're looking for it, if you're looking for it. And it's not across the board a great thing at all times. I think it depends on uh, whether you're ready for it, what's the right time for it? Um, one of the one of the biggest shoulds that artists deal with in setting goals and resolutions is studio time. 
And I don't know how many times I've heard artists say, well, I should be in my studio more, or I, I resolve to be in my studio every day, and this sort of thing. Um, so my question would be um, to yourself, your question, what works for you? Is it every day? Is it a few times a week? Is it on the weekends? If, you're, if you feel like you're doing okay with less studio time, that really is all right. People are very different that way. Um, and, you know, saying you want more studio time is great. Resolving to have more studio time is wonderful if you really feel that motivation. If you feel that drive and you can identify that and then it's a matter of, okay, how do I arrange my life so that that can happen? That's all really good. But if you're just saying, I need more studio time just because that's the conventional wisdom Oh, think about that, you know. Um, does it work, and is it is it really what you want? And and there are, there's no right answer there. It's up to you. I think maybe a good way to look at this stuff is to think about your priorities. You know, it, we're we're coming into a new year, and it's a good time to kind of reevaluate. Okay, what are what are my priorities? Maybe even that's a better way to think about things than resolutions or goals. Because you're not, mm. and it's good to have benchmarks uh, and, and say, okay, this is, you know, something that I want to achieve. But I think it's, it's just a good time to think, okay, what, here's what I have going on in my life. What is the most important uh-huh. to me? You know, and it's, it's okay for yeah. that to be your art and it's okay for that not to be your art. It's okay to say, you know, the most important thing to me is, uh, you know, my children or my grandchildren or, uh, you know, something, uh, that besides your art and it's and it's also okay to say you know my art really needs to become my top priority but we all have different situations and and i i wouldn't want to say you know one thing is right or wrong in based on on what each individual is facing this coming year yeah i think that's a really good word and if if you really sincerely want your art to become a priority again it should be the result of some pretty honest you know looking at yourself and really feeling that you want it to be priority, really motivated, uh, because it's hard to make it your priority. And, and in order for these things to work out, you have to really feel that deeply and not just, oh, well, if I'm, if I'm a real artist, then art is the number one thing in my life. Maybe not, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways to look at this. So I think that's, that's a good word, though. What's the priority? Um, Kind of leads into the next one I was thinking about. What is the priority for, for income, for sales, um, for you? What what do you actually need uh, from your work? And there's kind of two parts of that, because you may actually need the money. It's important to you, and, and that's fine. You can work within that system um, and hopefully not, you know, compromise yourself artistically in the process, but you can certainly... Um, you know, be an honest and sincere artist and achieve sales and recognition and all that stuff. Um, and and that's absolutely, you know, I recognize that. It's true for me. I, I depend on somewhat on the income from art sales. Um, but there's another part of it where, where artists, there are artists that don't really need the income. Um, and then what is the income? Is it is it uh, validation? Yes, that can really be true. When somebody pays money for your work, 
it feels really good. You you know they really want it, and it it is there is undeniably pleasure in making a sale um, of your work. But if that is really coming from outside of you, and you think, well, people don't think I'm a real artist unless I'm selling my work, that's kind of where I would say to to question uh, this kind of outside validation from you know sometimes it's somebody in your family pressuring you to make money even though you don't need the money it's a way of validating uh, whatever expense you've put into it there can be all kinds of personal situations that get a little tricky and I think it's good to look at that Um, a lot of times artists go after sales uh, very pretty single-mindedly without I think without ever saying what is this actually about you know why is this important and if it is and for many people it really is then then you enter that practical zone where you figure out how to increase your sales but it's that underlying question um and then uh the last one i was thinking about was um in terms of your actual artwork what what is it that you honestly want to improve um honestly want to learn to do better we all have that um uh, what what is okay to kind of put on the back burner and not and what not as a, much of a priority to use your word, um, and I think understanding your priorities in your work is really about knowing what it is you want to express, like your kind of underlying intentions for your work, and it's never one final thing, you know, it's it's, it's always changing, and this can be um, confusing, especially if other people are telling you oh, I think you need to work on this. And then the next person says, I think you need to work on that. And it gets back to that, are you ready for this kind of feedback? Um, But I think just taking things a step at a time, patiently, feeling that urgency, I want to really work with color, I want to really get an understanding of color, whatever it is, and just being patient with that. And so um, I think setting setting a resolution to say improve my use of the visual elements is good it's open-ended it could shift within a year um and it's it has a flexibility to it that's important but if you just said i really want to improve my my use of color that feels a bit restrictive to me as far as a, a real resolution because um something else might open up to you uh that would that would take you somewhere else there's so much uh, importance on flexibility in the art world, and it's this always this balance of how much do you want to control, how much do you want to state as your intentions, and how much do you want to be open to other things. And absolutely, there's value in sticking with something, um, but also being open to other suggestions. It's one of those balancing acts that artists just have to work out. So... All the stuff that we were just talking about, these are all good questions when you're thinking about your priorities and your resolutions. But to get back to that idea we had at the beginning that that a big part of the creative life does not come from any kind of goal setting or figuring out what you need and that sort of thing. Um, you, You know, there's something about the whole art process that is resting on fluidity and the unexpected. and you know the creative impulse and all these things that are so wonderful that you don't want to shut it down too much and um so i think there's just different parts of this i mean there's the part where you think about what's important to you that i just kind of went through identifying any assumptions that you're making about 
what you think you should be doing, but maybe they don't feel quite right for you. And then from there, if you want to make some useful goals or resolutions or, or really state your priorities, um, that's great, but I think you need to feel very honest motivation towards them and not um, you know, let them come from outside of yourself, really, I should do this. Um, and then finally, just being open to that unexpected and and you don't know what you don't know you know it, uh, you know it's kind of like what you were saying uh when you were commenting about looking back you it's hard to set goals and all that when when you're in the middle of it you're in flux you're you're waiting for things to happen and something else may happen um so i suppose as a last question you know are you Am I, as you're asking a question, am I open to what I can't predict? And actually, some people are quite afraid of that. <laughs> but I think it's important uh, to, to be accepting that you're not going to predict everything and you're not going to be able to set everything out in front of you. Um, I had an interesting quote from the um, author and poet, Mary Oliver, and she's talking here about the need to always leave some room open for that unexpected putting yourself into situations where you don't know quite what you're doing. And, and I edited this a little bit, but basically quoting her here, um, no one yet has made a list of places where the extraordinary may happen and where it may not. Still, there are indications. It likes the out of doors. It likes the concentrating mind. It likes solitude. It is more likely to stick to the risk taker than the ticket taker. It isn't that I would disparage comforts or the set routines of the world, but that um, the concern of the unexpected is directed to another place. Its concern is the edge and the making of a form out of the formlessness that is beyond the edge. And I just think that's a very poetic way of, of saying, you know, expect the unexpected. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Um. Yeah, I, the, we we get back to the this this focus in our culture at this time of year of goals and resolutions, and definitely this has practical importance. But only I think if you have an honest and real need to pursue them, and you feel it inside, um, and and to remember that one of the wonderful things about having an art life is nobody's telling you what to do. So you really do have the freedom to find your own path and your own focus. Um, and so I, I think if you're going to do something at this time of year in that realm, it's a good time to give some thought to what what is that really underneath? What are your what are your true inside feelings about all this? And reject what doesn't work for you. Uh, get rid of any shoulds that are just weighing you down. Um, I think goals and resolutions are the best when they're personal and also flexible, as flexible as possible so that you can uh, be open to the unexpected. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody. 